you're going away next week. I'm going to have a couple of days off Rat this week. Sinking ship. This week. <laughs> no, just a couple of days break. I'm taking taking the boy to London. Yeah. Um, uh, a slightly unconventional tour of London. Most people, when they plan their itineraries for a trip to the Big Smoke, would be looking at uh, some of the museums, maybe Big Ben, Canary Wharf. Well, I don't like Canary Wharf, but anyway. Um, no, we're, we're not doing any of that stuff. We have a full and packed and thoroughly planned itinerary revolving around some of the best hidden eating spots in Food. London. Literally fried chicken to Chicago deep dish pizzas to smokehouse barbecue. Yeah, best barbecues in London. Yeah, loads of stuff that I've been following on Instagram and TikTok and all this sort of stuff. And we've built an itinerary. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be good. Um, it's uh, I, think, I think it's one of the few things that... Um, that it, I managed to bond with our teenage son over still. Well, maybe that and <laughs> motor racing and sport. But um, no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, be a good break for you. Yeah, I need a, I need a couple of days. Um, but what does that mean? Because there's no such thing as two days off in this business. Um, it means that I'm going to try and stay away from guest comms. Not that you and I are on guest comms. Danielle and Jenna are more than capable of handling mm -hmm. that. But with Eaton House still being... Um, uh, you know, in that launch phase, you know, there's still teething issues, yeah. there's still guest issues, and um, it's pretty hands-on for all of us at the moment. So I'm hoping to get a bit of a break from that. You're going to uh, attempt to yeah. handle, handle it steer all. the ship. Steer <laughs> the ship, that's the, the phrase I was yeah. looking for. Steer the, I'm steering the ship, yeah. Got um, the captain's hat, got everything sorted. We had a big row, didn't we, on Friday? Yeah. On a walk. Yeah, we had we a big we, we had a big argument. Point around discussion. Uh, heated debate, um, <laughs> rather argument. soured the nice walk. No, um, same old stuff really. Um, where where we you know we we work together really well. I think where we where we clash, it tends to be that where we're getting issues, your instinct is always to dive in and get hands on. Oh, even this and get morning, involved. I'm thinking it's going to be so much easier for me to drive three hours to Yeovil, buy some fans, put them, install yeah. them, so, rather than get them delivered by Amazon tomorrow. But you're, you're, you're always, so, but that's not even like the best example. So, so the, the, the one that example. came up during up on the, on, on the walk was that, um, you know, I think where we agreed is that we really need to push Eaton House hard over the next few months, as we know, yeah. um, to make sure we maximize income for our lease option uh, sort of finance at the back end of it. So we agreed on that. Um, but your sort of default was, right, or, or as I interpreted what you were saying, I'm, I need to be down there three days a week yeah, to sit yeah, in reception. See, we, we could nearly launch into the whole argument again here. Yeah. One thing I do know is that I must must think about more about what I say before I say it because sometimes my brain engages and I just say what I'm thinking and there's sometimes no filter especially with you because obviously you're the person I feel most comfortable with but it's it's understanding that we do approach these things from polar opposites yeah and it's understanding each other's point of view and it's also understanding that that in a, in a weird way we're both wrong and we're both right um because um there's no 
hiding the fact that um, when we've been down there and when we've had a presence down there, I mean, you've converted about 11 grand's worth of bookings. Yeah. So there is no hiding that fact. Um, and also, you know, you are very good at building those relationships with um just generally with people, um, with companies. So, you know, when you're talking about going down there for three days and um, making, I think you called it physical contact with companies, you know, mine is, okay, what does that look like? What What's the process for that? How, you know, you're not just going to, walk into reception and say hey we've got a hotel well maybe you are i don't know but my point is what is the process for doing that because i don't you know if we're going to effectively use your time which could otherwise be deployed in other areas of the business um you know is that going to be the most productive but then my reaction to exactly the same challenge and issue is to find ways where we can be less hands-on <laughs> and find ways for the business to solve those problems through its systems and its processes. And my whole point is, well, those guests that we happened to bump into because we were down there and we got chatting to them about booking with us direct and, oh, have you seen these flyers and you're here for eight weeks, why don't you book direct? You could save up to 15, 18% on your booking, etc., yeah. etc. Et if we hadn't have been there, which we're not going to be there because we run a remotely managed service accommodation business is our message flow is our physical marketing is that all as good as it could be to make sure that we're converting those bookings you know as well as as we would have done had we been there in person yeah i, I mean i do get it and i know it's um the right approach but i, I i'm still dealing with the whole you know, part of my, my, I suppose, hard wiring is that in order to justify who I am, I have to be busy. <laughs> yeah. What I would say is I'm, I'm expressing my point much more eloquently on the podcast than I probably did in our argument when I basically that. said, no, you're not going, it's not happening. No, it's a ridiculous idea, um, which probably didn't help. Um, but yeah, that's the root of it, isn't it? And, yeah. and I think we're both right. And I, and I think, you know, uh, your role now in terms of um, relationship building, networking, which you're going to be doing. You've got a networking event booked up in September, haven't you, yeah, down in Yeovil? Yeah. That's going to be invaluable for the business. That's what we always envisaged you would be doing. Um, but there's also no getting away from the fact that we're not, we don't have manned facilities. We're not running traditional style B&Bs. So yeah. we really need to look at making sure that our systems are doing that job for us when we're not there. Yeah, and, and I do agree. And I, I think part of the, yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, we can, we'll can. we probably mm -hmm. touch on a lot of this as, as we get into the episode because we've got a lot to cover. It's been a um, – uh, well, it's, it's not been a great week. It's, it's been a, a difficult week, it's hasn't it? Week. Um, so, so we're going to be uh, talking to you about um, some of the guest issues we've been having, issues with guests um, down at Eaton House in particular. Um, so we've got some a couple of examples of what what our headspace has been occupied by over the last few days. Mm. Um, but there's also been lots of positives. Um, a lot of that's been overshadowed, I think, by some yeah, particularly noisy guests, particularly difficult guests. Yeah. But we have um, put some work into our, our systems. We have um, 
we're a lot more efficient now from a maintenance perspective and we're going to talk to you about how we're doing that and also we're hoping to catch up with Danielle we've not pinned her down yet but hopefully by the time this goes out we'll have we'll have pinned down Danielle and uh, she'll have had a couple I think she's lying in a darkened room I wouldn't be surprised they've (laughs) they've had the brunt of it this week they really have both of them so as always they've they've handled that um, very very well it's been but it's been stressful to everyone so anyway without giving too much away should we get started yeah let's go okay Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team? Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure though, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? going to talk about guests and the issues we've had but I just want to highlight um because I know you do on Facebook you do the uh, what are your wins this week mm. and I don't normally comment because I'm a bit rubbish at that but I promise to get better I thought do you know what? I've been thinking about the week and you know like we said in the intro there are some highs there have been you know a few challenging times but the day I really enjoyed, it goes back to my being busy, was the 16-hour day we had on Tuesday where we left at half past six, we got home at half past ten, you know, and we were very, very busy. But we called in at Gloucester Services on the way back at God knows what time, was it eight, half eight? And you know what? Even though their chips were in the reheaty section of the um, takeaway bit, they were gorgeous. Oh my god! And full transparency, I did put them inside my egg and cress sandwich, and it was fab. I think enjoyed. <laughs> enjoyed is a strong word. No, I did. Um, I really did. I enjoyed spending the day with you, and it turned we did in, achieve. We did achieve a lot. It turned into a productive day. I was really not happy at all about having to go. Oh, of course, um, because you were going last minute. Didn't you? I you wasn't supposed to, go. to be going, and um, I, you know, I was looking forward to a day of catching up on things in the office and moving things forwards. Um, and really, other than obviously spending the day with you, um, I was going down to press a button. Um, which is enormously frustrating. So there was one of the smart locks that we hadn't hooked up to the Wi-Fi. Um, no one else can do that without being in the physical presence of the lock. Unfortunately, once it's hooked up to the Wi-Fi, we can give remote access to any of our team members. But I needed to go down and essentially press a button. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a productive day. It was also a frustrating day, if you remember, because the Wi-Fi oh, still still not working. Still right? not working. Still, well, the Wi-Fi is working. Our, our temporary five G network uh, is working and, and seems to be largely um, taking care of business. But the actual um, super fast um, line that we're getting put in um, is still not not functional, is it? No, um, I'm not I, I, be taking I, this up with them. Well, I've left that with you. I'm not fully up to speed with exactly what's going on there, but all I know is that it's not it, not up and running, not ready yeah. to go. I mean, the team that manages it for us have gone over and above, mm. you know, trying to sort it out. And a big shout out to Ant, who's disrupted his holiday down in Devon just to come over to try and fix it. There was a piece of kit that didn't work. Then we're at the mercy of Parcel Force, Royal Mail, da di da di da turned up, didn't turn up, usual sort of thing. So... Ultimately, we haven't ended up with a bit of kit that works. 
um, we don't have our internet. Just to, um, just on that, think about that, guys. If you're running service accommodation, holiday lets, um, hotels, even, um, do think about your procedure for parcels. Um, oh, that's that's oh. not something that you would necessarily think about when you're setting up a unit. But how are you going to get post delivered oh. if you need to? That is um, that needs thought. Um, and you, with the best will in the world, you can leave delivery instructions for Royal and Mail and DPD, them. and they just ignore it. So, um, yeah, you, you do need to think about that. We've, we're actually trying to set up a delivery uh, cupboard, if you like, aren't we? But even then, they, they, they just blatantly ignore, ignore that and either leave it outside the front door. Um, and clearly, there's. Deliver. There's no one there. It's an unstaffed facility or they don't deliver. So that can be frustrating. It can delay things. But, yeah, it was a productive day. Um, it was a long day, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was oh, I remember months. why it was a long day. The lock broke Bloody on. locks. Um, well, not locks. It was the doors. It was I must stop, not stop saying uh, locks because it's not fair on the locks, which actually have worked more or less That's faultlessly. Um, it's uh, the doors. So we're, f we're, we're fitting new technology to old doors, which is always a bit of a challenge mm. and a bit of a mismatch. And you can't write it. We'd packed up. We were leaving. We were going out of the front door and um, went to lock it and uh, it didn't lock. The bolt didn't go across um, after much um, dowsing in WD-40 and, um, uh, you know, my, my, my two tools of choice are WD-40 and hammer. <laughs> if that doesn't solve the problem, then then I'm stuck. Um, and we had to get the locksmith out and he, he had to, 15 minutes yeah, he's brilliant, brilliant, Paul's a legend, um, uh, but, you know, he had to cut the entire lock out of the door. He had to then go and source. And so essentially we were probably there, what, another two hours mm -hmm. waiting for the lock to be fixed. Not sure at that point if it was, if the smart lock was going to accept it, if you like, once yeah. once we put it back on. But with some tweaking, it seems to be fine. Um, with the proviso being that if it if it gums up again, it's basically that it's an old door and it's warped slightly, yeah. and therefore the the mechanism, the motor on the lock is struggling to put the bolt across. Sometimes we seem to have found a nice sweet spot for it. But if it goes again, we may be faced with replacing the entire door um, with modern doors. So. I'd like to avoid that if possible, but if we have to, we have to. So, yeah, it was a productive day. It was a long day, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was frustrating to have to do it, but I think we, we ticked a lot of boxes, didn't we? But, anyway, you, you led us off on a tangent there Sorry. because what I wanted to tell people about was how we are once again setting new records for appalling guests. Yeah, I think the reason I set us off on a tangent is I don't really want to talk about it because I had so much headspace dedicated to it yesterday. It's just... Well, this is the problem, right? Like, um, Jenna and, and Danielle are um, on the front line and they fend off much of it, but inevitably when it escalates to the point that it's escalated this uh, in this instance, well, a couple of instances actually, um, we're still not getting enough time to work on the business. No, we're spending no. too much time working in the business and um, and 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 doing the, and getting hands on with this stuff, um, which is not our team's fault at all. Um, but it's just inevitable. And again, I always go back to right. So, you know, other than firefighting this particular issue what was my default i start analyzing our message sequence is yeah. there any way that we can make things clearer when they check in and all this anyway um i mean this was another level well 
Okay, maybe it wasn't like we. I don't know what episode of the podcast it was. We said that we'd had the worst guest ever. I think. I think she probably still is top of the league. I think that that previous guest, um, anyone that physically manhandles one of our team, I think is, um, yeah. you know, maintains that position. But this guest is is up there. So we had. What I would say is probably, which is pretty good going in four years running, um, well, now 59 units, but certainly 45 plus for some time now. Our first example of a guest who I believe has genuinely tried to blackmail us with lies and inaccuracies in a threatened review in order to get money back on their stay. And we have the strong suspicion that that was their intention from the beginning. Yeah. Because this all kicked off right away. I mean, this guest was messaging Jenna and calling Jenna at all times of the day and night, literally, mm. sort of two in the morning, three in the morning. And um, so one of the, the, the main issues that, that she flagged up was uh, a wasp's nest in the bathroom. Now, clearly that rung, rings big alarm bells for us. Um, you know, what the hell's going on here kind of thing. So we asked her to send photos. She sends photos that clearly show most of the bathroom of two wasps. Yeah. To no video. No. no video, refused to send a video, which is that rang alarm bells. That was a red flag. Refused to send a video. Two wasps in the bathroom. Okay, two wasps does doth not a Wasp infestation <laughs> make um, in anybody's book. Yeah. And anyway, so okay, but still, we want to check it out. We want to investigate. There were a few other issues. She um, decided that our bed um, wasn't king size, um, just because she decided it wasn't when it was. Yep, uh, it we is definitively know that because 100%. Have we have to go around and measure them all for the linen. And we use the definitely. room ourselves. And yep. um, yeah, I, I can't sleep in a double bed, so yeah. it's definitely a king. Yeah. Um, what's happened is we've moved it slightly. The, the, the headboard's fixed to the wall, and we've moved it to the side of the headboard, which makes it look like the headboard's much bigger than the bed. Yeah. Would it, it isn't. It's it's. If had the bed been in the middle, it would have been perfectly symmetrical um anyway so without measuring she's tried to claim that the bed is the wrong size she has accused us of having an infestation a wasp's nest an infestation of ladybirds and spiders so immediately you know it's an old building you're thinking oh christ you know um we, we really need to get on no, this and she actually said clearly nobody has used this room Which, well lots of people have used this including, room, including us ourselves. yeah so but okay anyway at that point Geez, let's get people over there to check it out. So um, Zoe, our cleaner, goes straight over and takes a full video um, in which she's narrating as she goes round. And the room's immaculate. Mm -hmm. The room's immaculate. I think it was a one cobweb that was sent on a picture. The room's immaculate. She goes into the bathroom. Absolutely no sign of not only a wasp nest, but no wasps at all. So, okay, maybe they came in through the vent. It happens. We've seen that before. Maybe the guest had the window open, even though they claim they didn't. Anyway. No wasps, certainly no wasp's nest. Okay, but let's make doubly sure we send Ian round with ladders outside of the building, check the, the you know the outside under the guttering, etc., under the um, the tiles, the eaves. No sign, no evidence anywhere of any kind of wasp's nest. Mm. Okay, so you know she's used to say she's used inflammatory language is an understatement. Mm. She's also been very sorry. I'm having a bit of a I'm on a roll here. Um, she's having a bit of she's threatening. Uh, Jenna essentially she's um, being rude and um, making intimations that her husband's a bodybuilder which can only really be interpreted as a threat Um, and she's trying to coerce us into providing a refund now okay so in light of all that this is a new building this is a new property clearly we are very sensitive to reviews at the moment and so 
just to smooth things over. Yeah, um, gesture of good Shouldn't have done this, actually. We shouldn't have done this. Um, funnily enough, it looks like the refund might not have, have, have actually gone through successfully, which would help us <laughs> um, no end. But um, gesture of goodwill and all that and just, just, just smooth things over. We offered to refund 50% of mm-hmm. her. Maybe this woman is particularly freaked out by any wasps, felt she couldn't use the bathroom. Okay, so let's just smooth things over. She wasn't happy with a 50% refund and left the review anyway. Left a shocking review. One star, never had a, never seen a one star, let alone had a one star in four years of yeah. operating. Um, and, and to make matters worse, which is why we are pursuing this so aggressively with Booking.com, given the fact we have written evident we have evidence in writing that she has threatened to leave a negative review if she's not refunded yeah. which is 100 against booking.com's policy for for having a review removed um she left the review and it's the only review on this property which means now that eaton house is currently as we speak sat there on booking.com with a one star review and labeled in red writing underneath it bad who the hell is going to book, book a property, I sure wouldn't, that was one star bad? Not a chance. And um, I know it only happened a couple of days ago, but um, we have had no bookings from Booking.com since that point, which and is you know not I'm to really be surprised. Because I really don't like Booking.com. Well, yeah, there, there, that, that's another matter entirely. Anyway, okay, let's get on to Booking.com. So we report all of this. We, I've already reported the guests of misconduct, so I've followed their official procedure, got the stock automated response, as always. Um, um, and then report this review, provide the evidence that is this has been a coercive review um, as blackmail, essentially. And again, I get the stock. It, it went to review, got the stock response. I'm sorry, this does not break our policy. We will not be removing the review. Da, 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 da. Absolutely no support, as always, to hosts um, and just, just, just inexcusable. So anyway... Through all the issues we've had with our um, payments with Booking.com, we we found out who our account manager is. Um, Having been told categorically that we didn't have one and we weren't allowed one, apparently we'd had one all along. Um, So anyway, contacted us. Not really her remit, um, but... um, I called her up. You kicked off on the phone, didn't you? And um, um, shed some tears on the phone. Um, yeah, and then, and then I followed followed up. And um, listen, normally it happens. You get crappy reviews. Sometimes we have to laugh. That's what review roulette is all about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's just that this is the only review. So one hundred percent, this is going to harm this property no end on yeah. Booking dot com. Anyway, and we're getting bookings from Airbnb mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, but yeah, it's so anyway. Pursue it with her. She re-escalates it, if you like. And um, I don't think we've had any. We haven't had a final decision. We have had a little bit of progress in that they came back and asked for a screenshot of the message um, in which I'd already sent, but that included the guest contact details. Because I guess from their perspective, which I get, I didn't think of this, we could have screenshotted that from any message from anybody. Um, Whereas obviously it was from the guest, so we screenshotted with the phone number that tallies up with the booking, and we're waiting to hear back. Yeah. Um, I've since found uh, clearly in writing where it says um, in the booking.com policy that a, a review will be removed if it can be proved in writing that it is being used for blackmail. As soon as we got that from Jenna, I felt pretty confident that um, you know we were in, on good standing on this. So even with booking.com's mm. track record, I was pretty shocked that um, 
that, that, that they came back and said they wouldn't review it. So that's ongoing. That is ongoing with that review. Um, we'll keep you posted. That's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, that'll be a cliffhanger for sure. Um, we are prepared to um, pursue action on this one yeah, directly with the guest. Um, it's an interesting one as to where review-based platforms like Booking.com sit with the Defamation Act that I've been looking into, the 2013 Defamation Act. Um, but it certainly seems like we would have grounds um, to pursue that given the proof that we've got. Normally, yeah. guys... Oh my God, we've had some. Well, we had one the other day, didn't we? Totally out of the blue, hidden gem, didn't we? We had a review. I don't want to potentially uh, put any spoilers out there in case Danielle comes with with anything on the uh, review roulette session. But um, yeah, we've 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 had dodgy reviews before, and you just you just you you get a bit of a thick skin, and you 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 laugh it off, and you take you know. You take what you can from it. You make the improvements you can. But this is another level. This is a guest who is lying uh, with a view to getting more. And by the way, they're still pursuing us for more money. They're still trying to, under threats of, of more negative feedback, um, get more money out of us. So can they leave another review? I can't leave another review, but I guess they could go on Google. They could um, – I don't want to give them ideas on the podcast <laughs> in case they're listening. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's – occupied a huge amount of our headspace and our Massive. our emotional bandwidth that's a good phrase like emotional bandwidth, bandwidth um over the last last week um and it was on on the top of a couple of others wasn't it that we'd had um we do have some resistance sometimes from guests about providing id um yes yeah, so we're going to look into that aren't we because with Airbnb, they have to verify their address. Yeah, that's fine. But we do then ask for id as part of our online process um it seems to be uh like a given from our perspective is a remotely managed facility. We need to ensure that the person showing up is actually the person that made the booking, mm -hmm. etc. Um, but I also get it. Um, I don't often get asked for ID when I book places and, um, I don't think I'd have an issue doing it, um, but there are a lot of people who are very cautious around giving their ID mm -hmm. around identity fraud and theft. And, um, we've become very good at explaining why that is required. And, um, you know, obviously we've got a GDPR policy. We've got privacy policy with regards how we process their data, how long we store it for. That's absolutely essential, by the way, if you're operating in this business, that you have all of those things in place. Um, we are registered with the ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office. I think that's the yeah. thing. Um, so we are regulated and we would need to inform them if there was any data breach. Um the bottom line is we, we, we have all of our systems and processes yeah. in place. But I, I do wonder whether we need to look at that side of things so that we're not putting too many unnecessary blocks in the way of guests whilst obviously still protecting yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a tough week of that. Why do you think – who are the worst guests? Why do you think this is happening? I think Booking.com are the worst guests because there's no accountability, is there? They – we – with Airbnb, you can review the guest, but with Booking.com, am I right in thinking you can't... You, can you can't review, review the guest. You can reply to the review. You can reply to the review, yeah. but you can't review the guest. So these guests can become keyboard warriors, can't they? As in a warrior, rather than warrior. On, 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 a, on, a, on one of these was from Airbnb. Um, most, but I think you're right. I think in the majority, there's a culture on Booking.com. We've talked about this endlessly on the podcast. Um, I think that's definitely a factor. I think leisure, leisure guests, guests leisure guests are 
almost always more difficult oh, yeah. than working Hurrah, stays. leisure season's over. Some of them are lovely. Some of them just love it. They're bowled over. They're there to have a good time. But but yeah, leisure guests are difficult. Yeah. Leisure guests are difficult. Um, I, I, on average, they travel once a year and then they don't get it. And yeah. on the whole, I much prefer working stays. Yeah, um, they tend to stay for longer. They tend to adopt the place. Even sometimes they help out a little mm. bit. So um, I do prefer working stays. Um, and is it? I, I think there's probably a trend, um, although not 100%, but towards cheaper bookings. Yes. Um, I, when, when After we'd had all these reviews, I was very much up for putting the price up. We had we had it with Settle as well, yeah. a, a, a guest house that yeah. we manage, and we launched in um, – we had an enormous amount of issues early on when we had promotional prices, and it does seem to be that if you sell your properties cheap, is when you get a lot of the issues, bizarrely. Um, sometimes, and some would argue, and we have had this as well, the, the other end of the spectrum is also true, that the really expensive properties and the really high nightly rates are when people are super picky because they want to make sure that absolutely everything mm. is you know, down to a T. But I think as a rule, you know, selling, stacking properties you know, cheaply is, is not, always you might think well it's great we're getting loads of bookings we get a lot of occupancy but you also get a lot of issues yeah, it takes a lot of time and, and you've got a lot of stress on the property as well because of the turnaround so i think we're going to be pushing the rates on this one um potentially a little bit more aggressively than we would do normally because they're still i mean i only launched what like three four weeks ago 11th of August, wasn't it? yeah so um it's still very early days we would normally have it on on promotional rates and i, I think a number of them not only have we got it on our own promotional rates but it's been discounted by airbnb and booker.com yeah. as the, one of the first bookings so it's selling cheap and um i think you know we're we're getting um, I don't know if it's politically correct to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're getting a certain calibre of guest um, that books at that sort of rate, unfortunately, and um, that's what we are dealing with. So that's been our week this week. Yeah. Sorry to have gone on a rant. Um, I haven't let you get a word in edgeways there. but No, and you forgot to mention being woken up at, what was it, half past six on the morning after our oh, 16 I thought you were talking about day. the minute alarm last night. No, the fire alarm. Oh, the fire alarm, of course. Fire alarm went off. Sod's flipping law, isn't it? The fire alarm went off. Um, <laughs> Funnily enough. Nobody's ever going to visit this place. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful property, guys. Please come and stay. Um, <laughs> Please leave a nice review. Funnily enough, though, um, <laughs> the guys that we had met in the lobby that were there or planning to be there for a number of weeks were moaning about the fact that the fire alarm had gone off on in the travel lodge the night before early oh, in no, the morning. And then, and then we fire ours early in the morning as well. Um, false alarm. Caught us slightly on the hop. I would say we're 75% there with our process for fire evacuation. And, um, well, no, we're 100% there with fire evacuation. Um, but in terms of um, the... Um, like, uh, no, like the the information provided to the fire authority, I think, in terms of they're, they're new to the facility, um, you know, that we, we need to meet with them on site, yeah, give them absolutely. a tour, all of that sort of things. Um, but, it, you know, it wasn't an, an, an unsuccessful test, as it no. were, but it just came on top of everything else, didn't yeah. it, really? It's the last thing we needed. Um, so what the, actually the, the fire... Uh, authority that turned up um, and spoke to our fire marshals, um, Ian and Zoe, were actually really helpful by the sounds of it. So they provided some great 
tips, um, a couple of things we could be adding. Um, so we've got some very fetching high-vis fire marshal oh, jackets yes, on order. We need as well, don't we? We do, yeah, um, so that they are easily identifiable from guests. Um, and we would never have thought of that, to be fair, and that's not in our, yeah. our, our, our policy, but that's just a practical um, piece of advice from the fire authority, which is really useful. Yeah, it, it, it means that the, the guests know who's actually in charge and it's not just another random guest that's trying to press all the buttons. We think it was a steam from a shower, yeah. which is, oh, that's frustrating if that's the case because that could happen yeah. regularly. Um, uh, mind you, with some of our hot water issues, maybe it won't happen very often. Um, <laughs> no, that's all solved. Touchwood, that is all solved. And um, we haven't had an issue with that for a while. Um, yeah, so it's been a bit of a week of teething issues, guest issues. Um, having said that, let's close this section on a positive. The reason we're having a lot of these issues is because it's been really busy. We've had a lot of bookings. Eaton House has been, from the full. moment it was launched, has been pretty much full. We had some nights where we were 100% occupied, yeah. which is actually amazing, really, um, given the, the first few few weeks. I suspect because of this uh, review cliffhanger, um, we're going to have a bit of a lull, um, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, let's move on. Okay, so this would normally be the time when we would catch up um, with the wonderful Danielle for a game of review roulette, but um, Danielle is... Uh, um, is taking some much needed uh, time away over the weekend. She's got friends over, I think. Um, how selfish. She's not <laughs> unbelievable. Um, no, so it's going to be difficult. We're, we're a little bit lastminute.com as well with getting this all recorded this week. So um, anyway, Danielle has uh, very kindly left us a, a review for us to digest and consider really as a voice really note. It's a nice one because I don't think I could cope with a horrible one. She's left us a voice note. So... Um, um, we are not going to be able to chat to Danielle, but we can certainly um, hear from her, and we can um, we, we'll be we'll be hearing this review on the spot, just the same as you guys do when you when when you're listening to the episode. So we are going to be reacting to it live on the podcast, as always. So without further ado, let's hear what Danielle has got in store for us. Hi Mark, hi Caroline, hope you both well. Um, apologies that I can't join physically on the podcast, so um, calling in as uh, on a voice note. Hope um, you had a good weekend after a yeah bit of a weird week, I'm not going to lie. I think Jenna would agree and you guys would agree. It's just been a little bit full on with guests, um, not just with the launch of Eaton House and obviously getting bookings in, but yeah, it's just been a bit of a strange week. Uh, very, if I can say it that way, needy guests. So <laughs> I'm guessing we have those those weeks um, as we ending the summer now with the summer crazies as you mentioned but yeah I'm sure that will the weekends luckily have been um, been all right so that's good looking forward to to the weeks to come but yeah I've got two reviews um, so I thought it'd be fitting as um, we get more and more big bookings in for Eaton House we've had generally um, really positive reviews I think um, you guys and Jenna's obviously mostly on that one and then I'm just on on the sidelines more for maintenance on on Eaton House but still see the reviews and obviously getting to deal with some of the guests and the maintenance and everything um, but I thought it'd be fitting to choose two reviews although like you said and everyone's aware with the new property and everything there's still some teething issues but I think these this one review particularly sums it up quite nicely so I'll go ahead and, and read the first one so this one was for one of the suites she said um, the new apartment uh, these are new apartments so there were a few teething issues the bed was very comfortable the shower was great although we had no hot water on the first day 
say it was fixed soon after we told the team. The towels were fabulous. The Wi-Fi was a, bit, a little bit of a hit and miss and the room was quite warm. Um, it just needs a fan. I'm sure these little things will improve over time. There were lovely common seating areas to the use and I would definitely stay here again. And then she left some private feedback as well, which is mostly... Um, uh, positive as well just some of the like I say some of the teething issues that that she mentioned and which we know because you won't know until you have guests staying and testing everything out and you can do as much as possible uh, before they stay but as soon as they stay then you, you find out all these things so yeah I thought that was quite um, that was really good and then the other one wa was for the uh, for suite number 14 which is the two-bed apartment and they basically just had positive feedback they had they said brilliant stay and the apartment was beyond beyond our expectations nicely maintained and with all the amenities included so again that's really good we've had a mostly positive feedback i would say from eaton house which is really good always um, as the start of the property i'm sure you guys will agree so yeah those are my two reviews for the week um i think that that was like I say i choose chose those because it was fitting for for a new property launch and we've had a a few bookings come in now and obviously after the whole booking.com debacle that we won't go in again and everything but um, yeah it's been really good been solid booking solid reviews so I'm sure everything looks bright for the future but yeah I'll, I'll sign off there and then hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend and then we'll speak to you soon take care bye bye so what do we think of that oh what a relief <laughs> I mean I always knew they were there I always knew that we did have positive reviews for Eaton House. And in fact, when we went down on Tuesday for our, our, our little visit, I thought to myself, yeah, this is a fab place. This is a gorgeous hotel. Well, Danielle makes a really good point. I, I assume that's what she's trying to trying to achieve is that um, sometimes the people that shout the loudest unfortunately get the most attention. Yeah. And the reality is the vast majority of the reviews of Eaton House have been absolutely yeah. fabulous. Yeah, they really um, have. They've been really, really positive. So thank you, Danielle, for reminding us of that. And, um, <laughs> and the other thing is I don't mind a balanced review. Like, we know, we're not one of these hosts that is um, constantly on the defensive and, and going into denial whenever we get a negative review. Mm -hmm. You know, we rely on this feedback, yeah. you know. It'd be nice if it were made as private feedback rather than in a public review. But I don't mind a balanced review where they've highlighted some of the positives and they said there's a few things that need to be worked on because you know that's what we're good at that's that's what we do we respond to these reviews we do take them seriously yeah, we do. when they're balanced and when they're reasonable yeah. and like you said to me there's already a number of things on those reviews that have been acted on right oh yeah we i've got the fans ordered um obviously the hot water's all sorted i did like the comment about the towels actually because yeah. um Oh yeah, we I love a good towel, and uh, we've actually used uh, very high quality premium towels at Eaton House. And for you sort of towel geeks out there, they're six hundred thread non twist towels, which are really fluffy and lovely. Was it the lady, lady in the? the yeah, she no said. Yeah, so no one else uses it in yourself. So who knew that a great towel was our USP? And nice that that gets <laughs> gets spotted, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's good. So yeah, I don't mind a balanced review and. You know, you compare that to the Madison. The Madison a year on is absolutely smashing it. We very, very rarely get a negative review. But again, if you think back to when we launched that, there were lots of TV yeah, issues. Yeah. And um, you just forget, don't you? You forget. You forget, but we, we we resolve them as well. You know, they come up, we resolve them, they come up, we resolve them, and then you end up with a much more refined product. Mm. And that's what is 
in the process of happening with Eaton House. And the the overall reception, the overall um, feeling has been really, really positive. So thank you for reminding of, the, of us uh, that. Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> so thank you for reminding us of that, Danielle. And um, it was also really nice to hear from my perspective that uh, people are enjoying Sweet 14, the penthouse. Uh, excuse me, the penthouse, the penthouse, I was about to say, yes. Um, because... I was a little bit worried about that one. Well, we didn't actually see that one right until the no. day we got the keys, did we? So we didn't even know what we were walking into the because of our squatter. Point, yeah. So for anyone that's been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you'll remember that we had a squatter at the hotel before we took it on, and that was where the squatter was living. And so the condition of that particular apartment was way worse than the rest of the, the, the yeah. building, the rest of the rooms. Um, and we did a, a full refurb, well, redecorate, um, well, we, we decorate new bathroom, bathroom suite in. We um, are going to earmark for new carpets when we take it. Yeah, this, we is go the thing. The this is what I was concerned about. We have to be realistic about how much we can really afford to go mm. to town on it while we're leasing it as opposed to buying it. And so I was a little bit concerned about that. Changing spaces have um, oh, wow. well, waved a magic yeah. wand on, on, on that one, arguably the most out of all yeah, of them. Because, because it was such a low starting point. It was point. in the worst possible state. And... Um, no, so well, not only are we getting great feedback, but it's actually fully booked until December. So yeah. um, that that one's been a nice, nice surprise. Oh, it's it's just lovely, and and you know what, I would happily live in that penthouse suite. It's it's amazing. It's really nice. It's it's great. It's, it's interesting you need. for me as well that one of those reviews pulled out the fact that we've got this uh, communal space in a few places yeah. in the hotel. Now we've earmarked a lot of that communal space to be converted into additional rooms ultimately so it's quite interesting to hear that people are actually using yeah, it yeah um I, I think that is because i i do know that obviously if you go and visit these places and you're perhaps two couples you've booked two rooms then you want to perhaps get together for drinks before you go out it's nice actually to be able to go and sit somewhere where you're not perched on each other's beds and well you're like in two that. minds about whether we should convert the lobby space yeah. aren't you but and and i i, I think uh, you know, I know where you're coming from on that. It does have its uses. It it doubles as a um, what's it called, like breakout a, a space. breakout space. Yeah. If we were to rent the conference room next door, it's a, a, a almost a waiting room for the salon when that starts yeah. up in October. Um, and like we, we we met a guest there, didn't we, the other day? He was waiting for a delivery, delivery order. order <laughs> sat there. So, but I think I think there's ways we can be smart with that space and, and get still, an extra room and an ensuite. What you mean still maintain uh, some still sort maintain of space? some sort of lobby kind of entrance Yeah, because space. it's got a, a communal restroom, hasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, that yeah. is very useful as well. Um, the first so, yeah. floor lounge, though, I think, in my mind, is is very much earmarked to become mm, another think, guest yeah. suite. I think, um, although it's just interesting to see that people are using it and valuing it. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to be proved wrong if, if that turns well, out to be. Yeah, like, I tell you what has proved to be really popular is the laundry room. The laundry room's getting good usage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about this again with regards to Madison, weren't we? Like, what is it that differentiates the Madison from other properties in the area, including other properties that we manage in the sense that you get much longer stays. Yeah. And I think full kitchens full is kitchens, a big thing and yeah. laundry is another thing. So if you're looking for those longer bookings yeah. and, and you're, you've got a multi-unit block, you've got an apart hotel, having self-catered facilities and having laundry facilities, don't have to be in every room. We've just got what was a, 
upstairs toilet, upstairs wasn't toilet it? that we've converted into a laundry room. It's just got a washer in there. It's got a dryer. It's got some storage, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's key for getting those longer stays. It is, is because, I mean, nobody wants to go and sit in a laundrette these days, do they? No. Um, no. And you can pop your washing on, you can go back to your room, yeah, you get it dry. Yeah, charge, it's no. just part, of the, part yeah. of the service. So thank you, Danielle. Thank you for um, checking in with the podcast. Um, I think Danielle's on the beach, actually. Oh, don't I've, say I've that. Spying, I'm so jealous. I've been spying I'm so on her jealous. on Instagram. She's oh. on the beach. Don't feel too bad for her. Uh, but no, thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you for reminding us that, that the Eden House has been a very positive launch because we have been a little bit... Um, it's been under a Battered. bit of a cloud this Battered. week by by uh, a couple of individuals who've chosen to, um, um, and it's not like it feels personal sometimes with some of these reviews when they are clearly uh, made with an ulterior motive. Yeah. I don't think it's personal, but I definitely think there are guests out there who know how to play the game. Yeah, and also, do you know what? Sometimes, in a way, that pain that we're feeling shows that we care. So anyway, thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danielle. Um, and yes, thank you for reminding us that uh, the bulk of our reviews and the bulk of our guests, oh, let, let's say the bulk of our guests are lovely. Um, it's just uh, the minority that sometimes yes. just get us down a little bit. Yeah, but we love our guests. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Bye. Don't know why you're saying bye. She's not here. Oh, God, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, no. I'm, what I'm trying to do is put her out of my mind because I know she's on a beach and I'm hugely jealous. <laughs>
has a couple of key features yeah. that we need, particularly around using cleaning teams. If you're just using a lot of freelance cleaners uh, and you're happy to manage them yourself, that's fine. But if you're using a cleaning company, if you like, then um, there's certain additional functionality that it, that it needs. And I've not found anything to replace that yet. So we're, we're, we're sticking with Aperto for now. Um, and Aperto has the function to add maintenance team members. And so this is what we're doing now. We're using Eaton House as a test case. So rather than any time anything comes up that's reported by a cleaner or a guest and it's a WhatsApp message to uh, the maintenance person and then, you know, inevitably as we've had a couple of times ago, oh, I, I didn't get that or, yeah, oh, I didn't see that one, sorry. Um, you know, and all it takes is for a, a tiny little ball like that to be dropped and we get a negative review from it. So we've got to be efficient with this sort of thing. So this is the, the, the process that we are we are test driving at Eaton House. We have our maintenance team, if you like, our company, who are added as um, staff members onto Aperto. An issue gets reported, so it's either directly added by um, our hospitality managers, by Jenna and Danielle, because they've had it reported by a guest, or a cleaner will submit an issue via their checklist form, and they'll say, this is broken, this is missing, whatever it might be. That comes through onto the dashboard. We get a Our team get a notification, and it sits there as an issue that's been raised. And directly from that issue, you can reassign or assign that task to the maintenance team who are on our system they will get a text message notification and an email of the job at which point they're prompted to either accept or decline if they decline it comes back again to our manager so they know immediately that for some reason the, the team can't respond to that but hopefully in most cases they will accept that job we can see that it's been accepted within time frames that we've set and they will go and um uh, obviously do that job and mark it as complete and then it shows on the dashboard so gone are the days, eventually, once we've got everybody on this, gone are the days of multiple WhatsApp groups, oh, messages, yeah. things going backwards and forwards, um, our entire team, and also as business owners, we can dip in and out now. I'm not going to go through a massive WhatsApp thread to try and find out if someone was told something and whether it happened. Whereas I can just go in now, if I want to see where we're up to with various maintenance issues, I can log on to Aperto. I can see on my dashboard, it will show, right, we've got these issues outstanding. Yeah. I can see who it's been allocated to. I can see the timeframes involved in that. And then this cuts out the noise because there's a lot of noise at the moment, yeah. like between me, you, Jenna, Danielle, and again, like this is no reflection on our team, but there's just a lot of noise because there's a lot of chat. Yeah, we're trying to work out who's doing what. Really. Yeah, exactly. So, and we have the systems to do this. We invested heavily in our systems from the outset. Most of this is automated and systemized already, but the maintenance side, just through, we didn't, it wasn't necessary at yeah. the time. When you have a few units, it's yeah. very easy to use WhatsApp. So, if this goes well, um, we only launched really yesterday the, this kind of yeah. system. If it all goes smoothly, then we'll be looking to um, implement this across the board. We do know that we have um, we have to bolster our team in certain of our regions, in some of our areas. We're either missing maintenance people completely or we might need another plumber on the books or whatever it is so that we have them all hooked up to this system and they'll get notification of our jobs, just just as you would if, I guess, you were a big management, property management company. Should be good. Should be good. So this is the kind of stuff that floats my boat. I get excited about this because it, it I guess... I like to see things running smoothly, but it also gives me light at the end of the tunnel 
for us as business owners to go, actually, you know, that we won't always be tied. Well, we're not. I mean, let's face it. We're, we're real. We've had a we've had a bit of a week, but other other than that, you know, we, we are able and, to and take larger helicopter view of things. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, you do look back at things in rose tinted glasses because I would say, well, we never had any issues of this with Madison, and then you said, what about the locks? And I went, oh yeah. Yeah. So when a property is launched, please, please, please don't panic that. It's suddenly inundated mm. with issues. It does happen. It does, and, and they settle down. They it. settle down. You solve a teething issue, and it's one less teething issue yeah. for you to have in the future. And 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 you you just whittle away at it, and they do settle down. And um, yeah, the Madison was uh, was was a right headache. If 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 and you remember as well. I mean, I said to you yeah. the other day, settle seems to have settle settled settling. Down. <laughs> settling is settling down. Um, yeah, so that definitely happens. Also, I'm going to defend our business here because I'm conscious that um, in our commitment to bringing this to you warts and all um we probably sound like our business is total chaos um because you know we're constantly on here ranting about things that have happened but um we are highly systemized and automated um and the vast majority of things is like a well-oiled machine um but i'm never satisfied with that and and i and i'd love to one day be able to just see the business um run itself from start to finish end to end um without our involvement in any of the day-to-day processes so that we can genuinely um, look at how to move things forwards and strategize. And, you know, we're 90% there, but there's always ways to improve. Yeah, always. So that's a wrap for episode 16. What's that, four months? I can't believe that. I can't and officially, believe it. officially now, as of the first of September, I am officially full time. Full time podcaster. Yeah, full time. Po- <laughs> yeah, full time. Actually, that sounds quite nice now, uh, compared to everything else. Yeah, no, I'm officially full time. You're officially officially full time. So, um, I mean, I'm expecting big things here. I'm, I'm expecting some serious productivity from you. Well, um, I've been very forwards. productive this morning. I've already been busy this That's morning. not productive. Oh, I know, but I've already That's been busy. We've apartments. talked about yeah. this. I've As... painted a few things. Anyway. I've done stuff. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, As always, we really do appreciate it. Um, please give us a follow over on Instagram. Um, we are We are trying to get more and more active on on instagram and share some of the behind the scenes stuff both of the podcast but also oh, what we're we doing day to yeah, day and we need to because um kim the lovely kim shared a picture of her dog i don't know if you've put, oh, that, I haven't on. put that on there yet yeah. no bailey bailey and in case anyone was um was worried wilson? about bailey or was it ba- wilson wilson who's bailey where did i get that from oh, wilson um in the storm wilson uh, is fine um he came through the thunderstorm unscathed in case anyone was worried we didn't have that as a cliffhanger and mm. speaking of cliffhangers cliffhangers from this week um what would they be well will we get this issue resolved with this particular guest will we manage to do the undoable um the unthinkable and get booking.com to take the review down um that's uh that's that's our cliffhanger. That's our cliffhanger. That's a big one because um, without that, um, we need to think carefully about how we move forwards with Eaton House on Booking.com because who the hell is going to book it if it's only got a one-star rating? So that's our big cliffhanger from, from this week's episode, I think. So, again, thank you for listening. Please um, subscribe, follow, wherever you get your podcast fixed. That just makes sure that you are alerted every time there's a new episode. And by the way, guys, if you have a minute to leave us a review on that, so whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, please just leave us a one-line, two-line review. 
that would be amazing. Um, we, you know, our egos need feeding, um, but more importantly, uh, much more importantly, it helps other people to discover the podcast too. And we really want to push it out there. So again, thank third you. time, thank you for luck. Thank, uh, you, thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great week and we'll be back again next week. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.